Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hola, y bienvenido. Nos alegra mucho que está aquí, aquí y le agradecemos que sea muy importante para nosotros. <laughs> You're in the right place. <laughs> welcome to the uncomfortable truth. I just said hello and welcome. We're thankful and you're important to us. Obi, can you open us up you in prayer? It. In, oh, yeah, I messed that one way up. So for you Spanish listeners out there that can actually understand what I was saying, that old Tex-Mex going on there, I was reading it. Obi, can you open us up in prayer in Spanish, please? Yeah. Um, it's the hola, mi Dios. It's hello, God. Um, no habla espanol. No habla <laughs> That's about the only thing I know. No bueno is the only thing I know. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I will. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much uh, that we get to come together and laugh and uh, and love. And Lord, we just pray that we can glorify you with everything that we do. We thank you for this platform to reach people, to speak the truth, your truth, and to hopefully open some people's eyes to the uncomfortable truth. And Lord, we just pray that today you will give us um, wisdom, you'll give us discernment, you'll give us uh, the words to speak into people's lives and to pour into them in a way that we could lead them to you, Lord. And we thank you for each other. We thank you for our families and pray that you will just continue to be with us throughout this week. We ask this in your name. Amen. 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 All right. Today we are going to talk about the power of one person, the power of one real man, or the power of one real woman. Um, I think that it's an important topic. I think that we as individuals uh, a lot of time really underestimate how much of an impact one person can really make in this world. And I think that in general, just as a culture, I think that we have a lot of self-esteem issues. I feel like that we have a lot of uh, inadequacy issues. I feel like that because of social media, because of the way that our media platforms spin, uh, just the way the world's going, I think that it leads to a lot of, again, inadequacy, comparison, um, and I think that it's important that we point out that, first of all, God made every single one of us, and he did it for a very specific reason. And I think that we have to understand and accept the fact that we were put here for a reason, and we all have... Um, we all just have a calling, and, and there's a reason that God put us here, and I think that, first of all, we have to recognize it, but I think the most important thing is that we have to accept it and understand that we can have a very profound, profound impact on the world, just you, just the person that you look at in the mirror every day. 
that person can have a very profound impact. And so where does that start? Um, you know, first of all, I think it starts with emulating Jesus, um, serving, loving. And, um, you know, I feel like that one of the reasons that we really felt led in the beginning to, I don't think it's changed. I feel like if we had a mission statement, um, we would all agree that that mission statement would involve us, the us four guys, which Brandon is not here this week, but it would involve us, us four guys, um, collectively trying to, um, somehow, I guess, shine a light on men, on how Christian men are to, um, live their lives, how Christian men are to lead their families, how Christian men are to have a positive impact for the Lord. Uh, by no means are we saying we have it figured out. Uh, we are so far, so far from perfect, and we sin daily, just like you all do. Um, but at the end of the day, our goal is to try to glorify God in everything that we do, and we feel like that is a, um, I would say we feel like it's something that is not not a lost art, uh, but it's just becoming harder and harder to find in this um, culture of sin that I feel like is more prevalent in the world than it ever has been. So, you know, that's what I want to talk about today, guys. I want to talk about what one uh, man can really do in this world, what one person, uh, individual, woman, um, you know, man, whoever, whoever you want to speak of. I just feel like that we individually can have such a huge impact that we it's it's almost it's it's immeasurable and I feel like that we I'd like to talk about today how we can go about doing that you know what what are things that we can put into practice to have a profound impact on not just the people around you but maybe on the entire community or maybe on the entire world, what can you do? When you ask that question, the person that comes to my head is Billy Graham. Okay. All right. It's funny you say that because... Are you looking up Billy Graham right now? now? Uh, what I'm looking at is and I'm looking at a story, and I'm going to try not to get emotional. Okay. I'm going to tell you all a story about Billy Graham. This happened in, in the 1940s, okay? And whenever I heard this, dude, it made me emotional. I mean, like 1,000%. And um, Dr. Orr was a professor in the 1940s in England, and uh, he decided he was going to take his students on a field trip. Well, he took his students to um, uh, one of the stops on the field trip was uh, a reformer uh, where a reformer named John Wesley grew up. And from what's, my, what's a reformer? A re, uh, somebody who reformed Eng- – so uh, somebody who basically – um, just created a uh, like a wave of uh, like people getting saved. Okay, okay. so like the Protestant Reformation. Exactly. Okay, right. and uh, so John Wesley and, uh, and forgive me because I'm not a history buff, but John Wesley evidently won thousands of souls for the Lord. Okay, he was kind of like predecessor 
predecessor to Billy Graham, right? Was he before Billy Graham? I, I, he Do we was know? De- he was definitely before. Okay. And uh, and I think he may have even like had um, maybe I think it was millions. Okay, I don't think it was thousands. Okay. I think it was millions. And I'll have to do some more research on that. Well, uh, the tour uh, ended at uh, John Wesley's house where he grew up, his childhood house, uh, in the bed um, in, in the bedroom. And um, the students noticed beside the bed were two worn spots in the carpet, where John Wesley, who had led a great revival in England uh, and in the United States, had knelt and prayed for hours and hours. And he would always kneel in the same two spots, and he would pray for hours and hours. Okay, so um, that was where uh, the field trip ended. And uh, Dr. Orr, uh, the the professor there in England, he was loading all the students back on the bus, and he realized that one of the students was was missing. And um, he looked around, and he couldn't find him, so he ran back up to the last place where they were, which is... Uh, which was um, in in the uh, the bedroom of uh, John Wesley's bedroom where he grew up, and Billy Graham was knelt in those two spots, and he was praying and he was emotional, crying, and saying, "God, just do it one more time, do it one more time." And uh, anyway, <laughs> so you want to talk about the power of one? Tell me that that's not profound in, a, in in just a massive way and and to know how many millions and millions and how passionate that Billy Graham was and at the time Billy Graham was like 16 or 17 years old whenever this happened and to see what he's done in this world and how many souls he's won over for for Christ it was just like and by the way my story version is horrible compared to the one I heard but it was just so moving for me. Yeah. It was like, if you truly believe and you're truly playing, praying for God to give you a platform, which I do pretty often, God, give me a larger platform to reach millions. Give me, a, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast and and really started pushing hard to, to move into this podcast, which has turned into such a blessing and it's very humbling, uh, you know, to all of us. But Amen. whenever you mm-hmm. hear a story like that, and, and you tell me that that doesn't just just hit you in a place where, uh, son, that's powerful. Absolutely. That's incredible. Uh, it started early with Billy, but I, th- I think, you know, God says that seeking you shall find. The answers will be given to you. If we line up our lives with, according to his will, he will grant those things because our hearts are in alignment with him and they line up with his will, which seems so easy to think about. It's like, you know, Obi is like if uh, if Obi wanted a boat, a ski boat, and he loved to ski. And uh, Obi and I'm Obi's financial guy, and I tell him when, when he can make the decisions to buy something or not, to not buy something. And he comes to me and I say, well, yeah, I like to ski too, uh, and you can afford it. So go ahead and buy that boat, and we'll enjoy it together. Like, do you think like God is like, yes, I want to win people from for me. I want to have more of my people in my kingdom with me. Of course, yes. Let's go get them. You know, right, right. I will give you the power. I'll give you my power. Let's rock and roll. Let's let let's change this world. Well, I think I think that's that's a good point. You know, I th- I think there's a lot of people that they feel like maybe God didn't give them the gift 
maybe God didn't make them talented enough. Maybe they feel like they're not smart enough. You know, maybe they feel like that it's just not their time. They're waiting for all those stars to align. It kind of makes me think about, uh, you know, as a young couple, a young married couple, they're they're deciding when they're going to have the baby. You know, they 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 oh when I when I land that first big job, that's when we're going to have that security that I need, and at that point, we'll try to we'll try to have a child. Or, you know what, we're so young. You know, let's let's wait until we live a few years without, you know, just let, let's just focus on us. Let's focus on us. And, and for whatever reason, you know, we, the, they want the timing to be right. They want, they want it to be just right before they have that baby. That's kind of how I, you know, kind of compare it to, you know, you, you think in we your feel mind, like we need to know everything before we pull the trigger to, to make that decision or to, to really compel others. Right towards Jesus. Right. And so whenever we think about that, what, what are we actually doing there? I feel we're making excuses. We're making excuses. We're, you know, we're, we're basically making excuses for ourselves to not go and do what the Lord's calling us to do. And I am terrible about it. I mean, I, I mean, I absolutely make excuses. I'm like, well, I'm just, I'm going to wait till, you know, that right person comes along, you yeah. know, before I tell them about Jesus and that opportunity has got to be just right, you know, and I'm not going to go out and create that, you know, so it makes me think, um, about, so, and, and this is something that I've, that I've, the reason I want to talk about this today. And one of the reasons is because this is something that I've struggled with for a long time. I feel like that, um, I feel like that, I have recognized and I know uh, what some of my gifts are that the Lord gave me. Um, and for the longest time, I've always felt like that I use those gifts to provide for my family. I use those gifts to, you know, make money. But how am I using those gifts to glorify God? And I never, I never felt like that I truly was doing it. And I always had a, a great conviction in my heart and just never felt right. It never felt like I was doing what he called me to do, you know. And and so, you know, I I've always made excuses. And and even today we continue to make excuses. Mm-hmm. You know, but I I just think it's important that we understand that we, we have such a we, I mean, gosh, we, there's 6 billion people on this planet. You know, I mean, we, we can talk to one person and y'all know how the ripple effect six works. Six degrees of separation is what it's called. Right. The, you know, we're all six people away from knowing anybody in the entire world. And the ripple effect that we have nowadays with the platforms that are available right. you know, are just, it's never been greater than what it is at this point right now in in the world anybody in the entire world can get on youtube and listen to you know um uh, anybody that they want to right. i mean any we're speech, not we're not any, special because we created a podcast i mean anybody can create a podcast sure. any anybody can do what we're doing right absolutely. now absolutely you know 
Uh, we don't have any type of public speaking awards. We, if anything, they laughed at us if we've ever gotten in front of public uh, speaking. Please stop, sir. Yes, please please me. Uh, <laughs> who, who, who are you? Who picked this guy to <laughs> yeah. get in front and talk to yeah. us? You know, but, you know, just to, so just to kind of bring, you know, it to, to kind of equate it to practical terms and kind of the way that I look at it. So you think, you may be thinking, well, I'm just, I'm just not, I don't have the skill set that it, that I need to have in order to be that person that has a profound impact on the world. I don't have the talents. I don't have the gifts. I don't have whatever that may be. And, and so just like I do most things, I kind of equate it to, um, I kind of equate it to what I do for a living, you know? And so, in, in the business that I'm in, I sell insurance, you know, and, and one thing about selling insurance is, and we've talked about this before, and it certainly won't be the last time we talk about it, but our success or our lack of success is put on display. Every day, um, we get a report. If not every day, certainly every other day, every week, uh, we're getting a report your names are listed um, among the other, you know, 150 names of the people in your district or the thousand names of the people in your state, and you're either at the top, you're in the middle, you're at the bottom. So if you've had success, generally if you've had some prolonged success, the phone will ring from time to time. And People will want to know. They'll want to come talk to you. They'll want to come say, Shane, you know, I've seen your name at the top of this report. You know, it seems like you've had a lot of success selling this product. You know, um, I want, you know, can we go to lunch? Can we go to lunch? Can we go talk? You know, I really want you to, uh, I, I want to pick your brain. I want to, I want to figure out what it is that you, that you do. And, um, and so we go eat lunch and we sit down and I'm telling you, um, you know, I've had this conversation with a lot of people and, and it's always the same. The conversation doesn't ever change. And the reason that the conversation doesn't ever change is because nine times out of 10, these people that are coming to me, they're trying to find out this. They, they think there's some magic pill. There's a secret that they you know. They think that I have the secret to be able to tell them that's going to change their life and change their career. And it's not a secret. It's not a secret. Whenever you come and you talk to me and you say, what did you do? I'm going to lay out this formula and I'm going to tell you, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, and I do it a lot. And I get up every day and then I go do it again. And I do it again and I do it again and I do it again. And I keep doing it and I work my butt off. And this is a work job. And I work hard and I don't stop. And Nobody wants to hear that, okay? <laughs> they, they, Why, well, I don't understand. Why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, it's hard. They, it's it, hard. That's right. That's right. They, they don't want to hear, well, you just got to keep working. You got to keep going and don't stop until you hit your goals. You know, and to me, I think about that from, from this perspective. You know, you got to start somewhere. You know, it, it doesn't take a special skill set. I can tell you some of the most successful people in our industry are the, if you, if you were to just meet them and go to lunch with them, they would, you would, it, they would be the least likely of these. 
they they would you would be like this guy is like at the top of those reports you're talking about it's all the time. Probably the guy who is uh, cleaning up after you eat with them or grabbing your plate and washing your dishes. Absolutely, it, it, it's it's so cool, you know, to see because they get it. That person gets it, and they might not look from you know from the outside like the person that is rocking it and killing it and doing very well, but they understand that this is a work job. Well, having an impact and 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 being that one person that has an impact, that's where it starts. It start you got to start from the ground and you got to build it up. You know, that's that's what I think about. Not everybody's as good looking as guys like us, you know. <laughs> we might have just lost some listeners. Humility has not filled the room today. That's that's a joke. <laughs> I'm looking at his good side though. I'm just I'm just glad that we uh don't have video <laughs> <laughs> yet. It may be coming. No video yet. Yes, sir. So I I think about Billy Graham and and what you're talking about is is with Billy that didn't start when he got famous, right? No. He was and I think if you look at the 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 backside, the backstory of every, I'll say successful person, um, and let's use success loosely or definitively and say that's this, that the guys I'm talking about, ladies and guys I'm talking about here, are successful in business or successful in their personal walk with the Lord or successful in their family life. If you look at any of those people who have made it to the, we'll say, the proverbial top we our our minds tend to think that automatically one day snap they're there right and they got lucky but they worked and they worked and they worked and they they created the system that moved them towards that and i think the power of one real man if we're really seeking and lining up i think honestly Sean and Obi i think that where our problem is is that most of the time we don't line up with what god wants for our lives right and so the more we're consistent in one side of lining up with him or the other side of not lining up with him, we can't continue to move towards him in a consistent manner to, to really see those impact that Jesus can have through our lives. It's a day right. in, day out. Sure. I think it starts with all of our actions being intentional and intentionally in the will of God. Yeah. And um, I, I think that that's uh, just an important an important place to be. The point um, the point um, that that I'm trying to make is that it it starts yes with intentionality, but it starts from scratch. You from you, nothing. Yes, from nothing. Where yeah. did we? Where did we? Who gave us the tools to get from nothing to something? The Lord. You know, the Lord. He 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 he. We all. He gave every one of us a talent and a gift, and. Um, and we, we have to figure out a way that we can use that to honor him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like, again, like Sean said, that's where we feel like uh, we feel we felt convicted about getting this podcast off the ground is is we felt our conviction to start, start the train, get it going. And it's, it's been pretty neat to see what the Lord's done once we just got it started. And it's exciting to think about the, um, the potential impact that we could have on the world. 
right? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And so, you know, we're going to continue to talk to you guys. We're going to continue to seek the Lord in everything that we do. Uh, we're going to continue to just align up with him so that ultimately we can continue to bring good, uncomfortable, truthful information about Jesus. And we're going to continue down this path because we know and we understand that God created us to glorify him and that, you know, we know the power of what one man can do. What could four of us do? Yeah. You know, what could four, four of you and your closest friends out there listening do? That's exactly right. I think that, I think that you, it could, it could be profound. Uh, it can be life changing for somebody. Uh, you can be the difference in somebody's life. You can make the, a total difference and, and, and change their total trajectory on whether they're going to heaven or hell. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can tell them the way to get there. You can lead them in that direction. And so, uh, never underestimate the power that you can have. Um, you know, that's what I want to get across to our listeners. Makes me think about uh, that. <clears throat> I think it's an army commercial, Army of One. Don't they, isn't that also a brand? Like they they have T-shirts and all yes, kinds of, yeah, it's part of their brand. It, it makes me think about that. But you know, um, the bottom line is whenever you have whenever you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. You have the power of the Lord, and if if the Lord is behind what you know um, what you're doing, if the Lord's behind it, if you're in His will, there's nobody that can stop that. Nobody, the most powerful man in the world, cannot stop what your mission is. Whenever God has 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 you in the palm of His hand, and whatever it has, I mean, it's a force, you know. That nobody can stop. Can't so, be matched. Yeah, I mean, and so it, it just makes me think about, you know, Army of One. And, um, you know, it's it's real. You know, it scares me. It scares the holy poop out of me more than a lot of things. It's thinking about waking up one day when I'm 80 years old and looking back over my life and having that realization that, I didn't do what I knew I should. I didn't lead enough. I didn't I didn't maximize the opportunities that God gave me. I didn't lead my family in the way that I should. I didn't lead people in my business the way that I should. And I think the reason that I are getting vulnerable here. I think the reason that I have those thoughts is because I have doubts in myself that I'm not doing everything that I can right now. That I'm not fully focused on God and his plan for me and striving every day for that. Yeah. Makes me think about this um, podcast I was listening to one time, and this guy took his son to the graveyard, and he said, I'm going to take you to a place where the most great ideas in the world, you know, that never came to fruition, and and he took him to a graveyard, and he was like, they're right here. You know, and uh, makes me think about how, you know, Sometimes we just need to, we can't be afraid of failure. And then we have to know that, you know, when we pray about it and when we, if we have God's blessing, I, I feel like he'll open and close those doors, you know. And uh, uh, I think he, I believe that he wants us to be afraid of getting to that space and then looking back on our life and having regret. Do you and think that's inspire, a healthy fear? I do. Okay. Because I think that inspires us to get off our butts today. And to make it happen. But um, also, there's a fine line there, too, right, where you cannot, we cannot live in that fear because we, we need to be living in the in the hope and the grace and the 
of Jesus Christ, really? our that, that, Savior. That's right. Um, I felt like a little bit of stress and a little bit of fear is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what about fear of the Lord? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, in that respect, I mean, we're you're afraid of, hey, God gave me this talent and all these opportunities, and uh, I don't want to have to face him one day on Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and he asked me, I gave you these talents. Why didn't you use them? Why didn't you use right. them for my glory and for and for my praise? And why didn't you use them to to plant seeds uh, in order to win souls? You know, yeah. You know, just some, you know, some practical ways that we can have positive impacts on people on people's lives. Maybe maybe you're a coach of your kids' t-ball team. I mean, maybe you're a Sunday school teacher teaching third and fourth graders. You know, maybe. Um, you know, I just think, I just think about what if you were that person and you didn't know, and you didn't know that you were that person, but what if the guy that you're teaching how to catch a ball that also turned out that you're teaching him how to be a man turned out to be your daughter's husband? I mean, Oh, that's a good one. What? Yeah. I mean, what if that, what if that happened, you know, and and you're the one, and, and what if he didn't have a father? Mm-hmm. And and you had the opportunity to pour into him and impact him in a way that hopefully he would be the husband, father, and spiritual leader of a home that you try to be. And, hey, you coached his T-ball team, and you were his inspiration. And that one year in T-ball or – whatever, how, you know, little league baseball changed the trajectory of his life. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just have, we have no idea how impactful one thing that we say or do to a child to, I mean, it doesn't have to be a child to anybody. We just, we just have no idea how impactful that that can be and how much of a change, a life change. I mean, it, it could change somebody's whole life you could have given somebody confidence that had zero confidence. I mean, I'm sure there are tons of stories that, you know, we could relate, you know, and and go back and say, well, if it weren't for him or if it weren't for her, if it weren't for him, I just want to encourage people to try <laughs> to try to be those people yeah. in, in, in other people's lives. Yeah, you may be the only Jesus that somebody sees today in their lifetime, we have such a limited view of how our actions and reactions affect other people positively or negatively for Jesus. And they can, they can do either one of those, or you can just be somewhere in the middle where nobody even remembers you or cares what you thought or, or think if, you know, if that's, that's exactly right. So, you know, if you didn't get anything else from us today, just understand that the power of one real person, the power of one real man, one real woman uh, can change the world. And it can certainly change people's lives, you know, you know, just in, in, small, in a small context. It doesn't have to be a worldly change. What if you are the one person that makes somebody step away from suicide? What if you're the one person that makes them step away from ending their marriage? Um, what if you're the one person that makes them step away from some 
sinful path that they're getting ready to go down. I mean, uh, you you have the power to to be uh, such a profound impact on people's lives, and so I pray that that if you don't take anything from us today, emulate the Lord and seek His calling for your life, and uh, go out and change some people's lives. Amen. Amen. You may be the only Jesus that somebody sees today. I already said that, but I want to repeat it. Like understand and know that, and you may never get to see it. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you would, hit that subscribe button. It will help us reach more people for Jesus. Like, share, uh, all those all those fancy words that everybody likes to use. Uh, click all those buttons. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.